0: Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time.
1: tequila. Uh, Once again, we have an old friend, six years, we just somewhat did the math, Um, in the house, Andrea Beaver, recently married. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Um, Her gangster river guide husband uh, is a connoisseur of Yeti, I want to say. That's what I always think of when I think about him. I'm like, he has all the cool Yeti stuff. He has all things Yeti. He's a good dude. Um, But today, Andrea and I's past uh, is all things sports, wellness, Um, she's a founder of a business that I went into and started off as an athlete and then ended up doing some marketing with them. So we've got some like friendship history and business history. And as you know, Denver is such a small world. We know a lot of the same humans doing a lot of the human optimization, uh, similar type agenda situations. So without that, I'm going to let Andrea introduce herself a little bit and tell us a little bit about your uh, background. Um, well,
0: thanks first of all, yes. KO. Thanks for having me. And cheers, and cheers. Sorry, to, that, that
1: should have been step one. Yeah,
0: cheers is to our tequila drinks. here, here, um, yeah, vitamin <laughs> T. Um, I think um, my background has always been in health and wellness, and especially from the athlete's standpoint, just from growing up very, very active and in all things sports.
1: And two sisters, there's three uh, totally, two right? older
0: yeah. sisters. Yeah, and I was definitely, I think, more of the tomboy, the one that did all sports. <laughs> so my dad and mom were always chasing me around every weekend following whatever sport I was doing. Nice. <clears throat> um, and I think at a very young age, I knew that I wanted to be involved in sports in a, in a work setting, I suppose. Did I, you play in college? No. Oh, okay. I, I was a gymnast for 14 years. Oh, actually, I don't and, think I knew that. Yeah, and I was competitive. So I um, went to, I did private club gymnastics at DU from a really young age all the way until high school, and then I did compete in high school for um, gymnastics as well as played soccer, and I was on the diving team.
1: Okay, so diving and soccer, I think I knew gymnastics, I didn't. I should have subbed you when I had to do gymnastics stuff for CrossFit, (laughs) like, yo, can you do this (laughs) (laughs) muscle-ups?
0: I don't know if I could do that now.
1: Better than I could have.
0: (laughs) I'd like to try it now, we'll see what happens, I'd probably see a bunch of stars doing Uh, any gymnastics moves. Anyways, um... So I was the, I was the kid that was the first responder to any of my teammates getting hurt. Oh, I couldn't wait to get there. Like, Oh, someone fell. Someone's not, you know, in gymnastics. I'm like, I'm there for you. And I would be there and I'd assess it. And I'd be like, are you okay? So that was me. (laughs) Well, it was in the stars then. That was easy. It was in the stars.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I think at one point I wanted to be a sports medicine doctor and
1: then I found out that I really hated school. Yeah. I'm a hundred with you there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um so that kind of took me into my career outside of high school I actually um here's very ra- raw and authentic I dropped out of high school actually oh I didn't know that yep uh, October of my yes. senior year
1: I had a couple months left I didn't want to I just couldn't I, so you like really hated school oh I really hated school okay I, if I didn't have lacrosse like that obviously like pending you gotta pass the NCAA test and our ACTs are good as minimum no. I and I did okay but I just it so didn't identify with me so okay yeah so what'd you do after that
0: so I got my GED because okay. my parents were not going to let me drop out of high school and just be, you know, just do my, you know, do whatever and not do anything at all. So that was the rule. Um, I was a little bit blacklisted from part of my family because how dare you, like, Well, these are out of old school, school days.
1: Yeah. Like, things have changed a lot. We yeah. forget.
0: So dropped out of high school and then went and got my medical assistant certification.
1: This is so much better than I even thought. Like, I'm so glad. I don't, We don't do, and if you listen to any of my cast, I don't do a lot of, like, Research background, like I just let whatever comes out, comes out. This is even better. This is why. Sorry, carry on. Perfect.
0: <laughs> uh, and then I lived in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That's where I got that for a year. Um, and okay. then I came back to Colorado and started working for a medical staffing company. And quickly they realized that I had a lot of leadership qualities. And so they promoted me very quickly to uh, managing this company yes. at 18 years old.
1: Oh, that does not, so I'm just going to chime in as I do, but Andrea is genuinely strong female. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Oh, we about I always got respect. I mean, you can always kind of tell, like, your alpha females, thousand percent, Andrea. not again in the stars. Okay.
0: Yeah, and I think that that right there really shaped my entrepreneur, um, entrepreneurial skill set. I guess I really always wanted to like be better in wherever I was. So how how can I lead? How can I create a team? How can I make systems yeah. and processes better? So I think that's what always. Um, kept driving me for every job that I ever had. It's like, well, right. okay, how can I make it better for the next people that are there. Um so, yes, yeah, staffing did that and then um I decided I was going to go to nursing school. And so I went to nursing school for about a year and a
1: half. and then... oh, I didn't even know this either. Okay. <laughs> so this is all before the age of 20. Wow. These are like some grown-up decisions. Yeah. Like there's such an irony because on paper it's like GED, not diploma, whatever. Yeah. and Drop out of high school. I mean, you know. Yeah, but now you're running a medical company. And I love that you just said like – I wanted to be a doctor, but then I saw the school. And the funny thing is, for all of us, like athletes, or once upon a time, we go to you guys first yeah. before we see the doctors, because like the doctors—no offense to my doctors—but they don't usually understand our lifestyle; they don't get it. So there's like such a deep irony and all that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. don't don't trust the resume, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, decided I didn't want to do nursing school, and during that time frame, I had met someone that had told me about a soft tissue therapy program at a school called Center of Advanced Therapeutics. God, okay, and here's the what I think I know. Yeah, and this happened in 2001. And in 2001, oh. I did a tour of this facility, and um, it was very athlete-driven, very sport-driven, the was program. Was Arizona? No, it was here. It was actually here. Oh, okay. So I haven't moved to Arizona yet. Okay. I'm getting there.
1: It's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know six details, and that was five of them. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, so I ended up going to soft tissue therapy school. Um, I did a two-year program. The first year was the the – um, basic certification. Then I continued on and did another year certification. Okay. And at that point I started my own little therapy business right out of school. Um, I worked in a chiropractic office, rented a little space and started my massage therapy business. I was dating someone at the time that was also in my soft tissue therapy program. And he moved to Arizona to work for a company called oh. athletes performance, which is now exos. Got it. And I, in 2004 said, I'm going to move to Arizona. I'm going to go check this out. And so I moved to Arizona, and I started working at Athletes Performance, and so I was part of their rehab team for seven years, from 2004 to 2011.
1: And did you do any, like, the building on that side? or were you purely an employee?
0: I was purely actually an independent contractor. Oh, okay. I also had okay. my own therapy business there as well. So I had began my own um, massage therapy office clinic. Okay. And um, this met is my like-
1: friend Jen Kay,
0: who we oh, shared an yes. office space.
1: Oh, I always forget. I know that, and then I forget, and then, okay, which is a huge detail in the world. Okay. Yeah. Yes.
0: And actually through Gen K is where I think I made my biggest shift in
1: my life and biggest change
0: was going through my values. Yeah. Shout out to Gen K.
1: And how old were you then? Was this like 24-ish? No. So um, I did my values with
0: Gen K in 2000, and I believe 10. Oh, okay. So this was just 10 years ago. So Holy I was 30, cow. I'm 42, and I was 32 years old. And I was married at the time, so I did end up marrying Jeremy, who, dude. who was in my soft tissue therapy program from okay. Denver. And anyways, so okay. I went through my values and learned a little bit more about myself, and I couldn't run, even well, though was... I tried to run from Jen.
1: <laughs> there was use for you, Jeremy. Um, but more about Jen. Uh, that's crazy. Okay, so that... I think maybe, like, between – because I did my values with Jen, I think, when I was 35-ish. Was it five years ago? Four? I think there's, like – you do, like, a pivotal shift, like, 29 to 36. I feel like that's when it hits most humans. Like, in that – I think that's when you kind of start to question things. I wish it was – I did it a lot sooner, but yeah. I might not have been ready. Okay. Yeah,
0: so, no, I think I, – same as you, I think that that's, you know – a big piece of my values, my number one value is honesty, and I hid from honesty for myself yeah. for years. Okay. And that's, like, you bypass the flags and you create stories. And yeah, I did that from the time I got married all the way until I decided, okay, it's time to be honest. Yeah.
1: Well, but you, it's almost like you challenged a little bit of that, like, going GED route and, like, challenging things early on yeah and we had I had a podcast with Jen K talked about values and I had another podcast with one of my friends Tim and we talked about like getting back to our 18 year old selves like I was almost like I was more dialed in at 18 on some things yeah. like then I kind of then like live life let things filter in and then I was like less on path than I was at 18 yeah. I'm like time to fuck out how did I have this shit figured out as a young human and now I'm scrambling for, like, for answers. Yeah, that's um, true. So that's, it's kind of remarkable, like, when yeah. you are, some people are so young, you you do know. Um, but then I think society gets at you, and you start to question things, and you get off path.
0: That, or I think that we have this, we're taught that you can't do things. Yeah. You know, you're taught that that's wrong, or... Yeah. And I think that that's where most of my life I've been like, well, you might say that it's wrong, but I'm, for me, it's not wrong. Yeah. Like, dropping out of high school, you think that's not okay but for me that's the best next path like that's what i need to do for the, for me
1: and you do that at again 18 yeah. and this is like then back then when society or family yeah. or whatever is even less open-minded right um those are pretty big <laughs> those are huge steps yeah um I think that's kind of the whole point of the podcast is, like, graceful disruption around doing things. Like, are we doing them because we want to do them or because we're supposed to do them? And some of that stuff is so deeply ingrained in us. Even if we're aware and have conversations and do work around it, there's still these, like, unconscious biasness in our minds that, like, no, no, no. We should be doing this. Even right. if we're not, like, there's still some hesitancy, like, pulling you back to definitely rule following. So, anyways. Um, okay, we're in Arizona. We meet with Jen K. She rocks my world, and I didn't talk to her for a month. Oh, that's right. You were mad. <laughs> or, not, or it was just a No, jar. no I was avoiding.
0: I, oh, okay. Jen, um, presented my values based on um, my own my own questionnaire. And she put these beautiful white sheets up on a wall and said, okay, Andrea, here are your top three values. Now let's talk them through. And I think for two and a half hours I was sweating. Okay. Because I had, because the number one value is honesty. So everything that came out of my mouth, needed to be honest because she just flat out said, you know, your number one value is honest, honesty. And so, you know, when she goes through a series of questions saying, you know, are you honest with yourself? And I'm like, Whoa,
1: (laughs) well, (laughs) how much time in tequila you got? Yeah. Yeah, Um,
0: well, okay. So yeah. So at that point, you know, our session ended, I was with her for, gosh, I don't know. It was like a three hour session. I feel like it was forever. Um, and I just, it was too much it was it was too much for me to I was ready yet not ready I didn't want to deal with what my true like really like what this really meant and what needed to change in order for me to really step into my authentic self yeah and I avoided her for a month okay and then I said okay it's time and we started doing the work, so I did a lot of self work during that time frame. So okay. for about a year, um, I did my own counseling outside of Jen. Um, I went to a, a therapist for myself um, and did just my own self work there, as well as I worked with Jen through my value system and just working on being able to step into that authenticity of myself. And I, at that point, realized I have a lot more power than I was actually using at the yeah. time. So. I ended up getting a divorce, and I moved back to Colorado, which okay. was huge for me. I needed okay. to come back home, Yeah, be
1: back there. Um, I think, so when you say it took, you avoided it like from for a month, like that sounds like a long time. But to me, to like to have like breakdown and then yeah. break through within a month of like, OK, we're going to face all this, and like get counseling, go back to Jen. To me, like that transition is huge. Most humans I know would be like, I don't want to feel that. I'm out. Don't call Jen. Don't do anything. Let's like, keep doing what we're doing.
0: Well, I mean, she did work in my office with me. So, so it was really hard.
1: <laughs> Because the universe is like, no, I, now I don't, we're doing this. I don't this. know
0: that I could really run from her. Okay. Um, plus, I you know, the value of what I received, it was by far, like, yeah. yes, was it scary? Yes, was it like, okay, you have a lot of work to do to get through this? Um, yes, but I, courage is a big piece of like what I've always had in life and really yeah. making shifts take a lot of courage and that was a big shift in my life and I took that and said, okay, I got this, I'm
1: going to do it. Well, and really that's kind of no different than kiddo, 18, like I'm not finishing yeah. high school, what did I mean, these patterns, like mm-hmm. world, universe, whatever you believe, Madonna is kind of hosting you and like feeding you this experience for like the next thing that's in order. Right. Um, <laughs> I, 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 only, I, I laugh because I'm like, okay, enough lessons. Like when do we get into the part when it's like, and this is for me, not for your journey, but, uh, or for everyone's like, okay, we learned lesson. why do we have to keep learning it? But I do, um, or am, uh, So, okay. So we're back in Colorado now. Mm -hmm. Take it, take us through entrance to Colorado.
0: Um,
1: Single Andrea. Single Andrea. Okay.
0: On top of the world. Andrea's most authentic self was 2011. Coming back to Colorado. I have never felt so grounded and so in my own skin in my life. Okay. Um, Through that shift of, of Arizona time, so I drop out of high school at 18. I get married at 27, I guess, so I move. I get married at 27. I, we file um, bankruptcy, my oh. husband and I at the time. We ha- I get a divorce. Okay. I mean, I have all these shifts that keep taking place. And then I also started a new business in Arizona before I left to come to Colorado, which was called Prole Therapy, which was meant to be a online business uh, online uh, massage therapy, stretch therapy network for professional athletes wherever they travel, okay. and so I created this platform for athletes to be able to access high-quality therapists in whatever city they went to. So I had created a network of over fifty providers um, and connected them.
1: And that's interrupt your flow, but where did where did
0: that idea come from?
1: Like, what did that stem from? During
0: the time frame of me transitioning of this myself and all of this, the Gen K time, all these just ideas started flowing, and this yeah. was one of them. Um, thinking back on it coming back to Colorado so I've I I had a lot of speed building this out in Arizona and I come back to Colorado and it started kind of losing momentum so I think that to some extent I created this path for myself to divert my attention of all the things that were happening so there was so much change happening I created this really awesome idea and don't get me wrong it's a really incredible idea Um, but it didn't actually flourish the way I, I wished it could. It was almost a little too early for its time. Yeah. I'm doing this in 2011. I think if I had, if I had more time or I had had done it more in like now or in the last couple of years, it might've been a little bit more successful, but I, I essentially folded that business. So it was a business that I put together and it failed.
1: Yeah, so which is I, also good. Yeah. And that's actually why I asked because I think it's a phenomenal idea. Yeah. But I was curious how you knew that intel that early on because that was before <clears throat> recovery and all this, In not because it wasn't relevant in the medical community or, like, the the working side, I want to say, but I don't think athletes or humans were ready for that. We didn't even know those, those were options quite yet.
0: Yeah, I think that during my time in Arizona and especially working at Exos or um, – being part of the soft tissue rehab team and seeing yeah. the what the professional athlete had access to, you know, all the recovery modalities that any professional sports team has, and the access to these amazing providers, yeah. um, it really like brought light on the fact that there's something missing, not only for the general population but even for the professional athlete. How yeah. do they get access? They're flying me to them, so I'm traveling. You know, outside of wherever to, a, to for a baseball player is because they need treatment and they can't find it in the city that they're traveling to. So, right. during this time frame, after traveling and traveling and traveling, I'm like, this is cumbersome for both parties, for me, for them, for their families. Why not create this network? And so that's where the idea stemmed from. Is my travels? I was traveling three weeks out of the month for athletes, oh my gosh. Okay. and so it was just it became a thing. Like this, I'm not the only provider out there. I know, right. you know, I appreciate being. There for the athlete and that they love me so much to bring me along, but there's got to be a little easier away. So I right. created, that's why I created ProLite Therapy.
1: Is there something like that now? I don't know. Um, I haven't really done a lot of
0: research. I mean, there's a lot of apps now. Soothe right. is like a massage therapy app, right? right? Like there's all these different apps that people use, but it's different care. Right. I mean, we're talking these high qual- these high end athletes want really quality care, and they want to know that who's coming to their hotel room, who's coming to their home is actually right. professional and can and is, it has you know understanding of the human body and how it actually functions, especially in their own sport.
1: Totally. Well, I think number one, the ash- athlete, the um, you know, your career, your world depends on it. And health and wealth and lifestyle and number one, there's a high end market for everything. If any business human, write that down. Um, if you they care about the ethos of the person coming in, they don't really just want the the one off. And some people do, that's fine, but that's gone from like professional athlete where their career, every livelihood depends on it to person that just wants to be healthy because they need to be healthy for their job, whether they're stockbroker, parent, whatever. Right. Um, there's people are spending time, energy, and money on that because it's a more relevant conversation. Right. Um. So I would think if you started it again, it might do really well. Maybe. I'm just going to throw that out there. I know you're a busy human, anyways, oh, but just so you know.
0: Yeah. Um. So coming back to Colorado, I still had prole therapy kind of in the mix and it just, it was time to let it go. It just was not, I lost the steam a little bit and so did it just, it just couldn't get its legs. Yeah. Um. I started working, or I started running an office inside of a little gym um, in the Highlands called Vitruvian Fitness. Oh, that's where really
1: you met Heidi, and yes, yep. okay. And so that's so where, our where Small I, World Crosses initially. Yeah,
0: though. so I originally started there all by myself. Um, I had also, when I first moved back, started working at um, a chiropractic office um, in Wheat Ridge, and I um, developed some clientele there as well. But then. Um, through that, I built a partnership with um, the chiropractor there, and actually two chiropractors there, and we, um, as a whole, three of us, came up and created a concept, which um, turned into a really, really great business here yeah. in the Highlands. And that's, uh, and this was six years ago.
1: Yeah, 2012 is when we um, came up with the concept for Denver Sports Recovery. Okay, yeah. and so this whole time, you never technically had like full time employee job. No. Oh, yes. Okay. No,
0: I've always been... That's That has never been a fear of mine. Oh, okay. Um, I have never been afraid of um, letting go. So I've yeah. also never been afraid of... I mean, I didn't have to be employed. I was always self-employed, really, growing up. Even, like, if I think about just all the times that I... I mean, I just always would push through and be like, no, I want to do this by myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I identify with that strongly because I... A couple times I have had, quote-unquote, full-time jobs, but it's always been I operate autonomously, or they understand how I work, or... Um, I mean, just as like a team sports human and like team is my base, but when I work, I function the best by myself yeah, until, life. yeah, until, until it's time to like collaborate or have a meeting or whatever. Um, but that's interesting because I don't think that's, I think most people are employee benefits. It's comfortable. This is what's needed. And I don't know if that falls under just that's preferable or that society's impact of like, this is what you do. Yeah. Another podcast. Um, okay, so we are at uh, you know, a recovery concept coming together, business starts. I was going in there, phenomenal setup, um, as an athlete. Uh, Andrea was my and this, I was introduced at that point to fascial stretching. Um I was a CrossFitter, so I was post collegiate sports. I was a D one athlete, um, ACL tear in two thousand and one. Not to date myself. Um, but pretty pretty rugged surgery, pretty beat up. I don't think it was the greatest surgery, but also a different podcast. Uh, started going into this recovery center She's gone back <laughs> yeah, seriously dude insert tequila. Um, and I was you know training to go to the games. I was pretty much as high as you could get for CrossFit um, and on I was older I think I was 30-ish then. Um, so anyways started really caring about my body and nutrition. Alongside <laughs> tequila and all these other you know opportunities so fascial stretching you know everything around the recovery center was great um tons of stuff so that's when Andrea and I I would go to her get stretching and we'd talk about like business and marketing and stuff that I was doing and uh not that different I mean different path but kind of similar to what you were saying um venturing you know starting my own path po- post-college starting a lacrosse company doing things just my way and it was never really that weird to me yeah it's more weird when I like talk about it and like kind of reflect and I'm like an 18 year old self like really okay well <laughs> lady. yeah channel that yeah um well I mean I think it's it wasn't even just like being naive which I, I was as a kid um but just that fearlessness and belief of like it'll be fine yeah like what's gonna happen yeah. like
0: I, I have a motto I always say what is to anything like if what is the absolute worst thing that could happen yeah yeah. So if you, whatever that may look like for you, ask yourself that question. What is the absolute worst thing that could happen? There you go. Um, I have to move out of my place and find a smaller place. I don't know. Like, yeah. you just have to start asking yourself questions.
1: But I think even if you get to that conclusion of like this, whatever it is, is the worst thing. I always think it's worse to be like, to know you didn't do it. To do, yeah, absolutely. Ugh, like, that'll eat your soul. Yeah. Um, so we're having conversations. I start to do some marketing and branding stuff. That's right when I started KO Alliance, my consulting mm-hmm. setup. Um, and it was actually a phenomenal first, or one of my first experiences um, with KO Alliance, because we learned so much, or I did, I hope you guys did too, um, about so many things. And then watching, as most things do, you know, they grow, they evolve. And some things you stick with and you keep going. And then most things I think you do move on. Um, and being a consultant and kind of having my own business, you know, it's contractual. So you build something, mm-hmm. you move on. You build something, you move on. I think what's hard with both of our businesses alongside that, and the most valuable thing in, in business is relationships. Alongside our business is building those relationships and creating these really deep connections, you know, when it's business. But it's also tons of time and energy. It's tons of heart, particularly if it's like, you know, athlete therapists, like, you know, you're helping them in their life. Um, and a lot of athletes spend more time with their therapists than even their families. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of like human connection. And then from that, you know, you, you build out business relationships and personal relationships and you know, you, you go to baby showers and bar mitzvahs and, you know, Weddings yeah, and- yeah, all of it. Um, And then when you own a business collectively, you know, with other people, uh, or again, like in my case, I have contracts, you work with other companies. At some point, if it doesn't work out or it's time to move forward, it's always hard, even if it's mutually beneficial and it's the right decision. Um, it's always hard. And one of the reasons I'm really excited to talk and have this podcast today was to talk about, you know, building something because like you, my core value, my number one is honesty, um, independence and then creativity are the next two. Uh, but honesty weighs heavy. And that's something like I've had to unpack a lot and then moving forward, working with people that the, any lack of transparency is really, really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you know anything in supplements, consumer packaged goods, or fitness, it's not that transparent. Um, so <laughs> it's, been, it's been a journey for me. And that's not putting myself on this, you know, a oh holy pedestal either. Um, but it's tough. And I think there is a point in most things when you do get to know yourself, um, you know, when, it, when things just don't work anymore. And there's power in being like, okay, we're moving forward. And like your 18 year old self, you know when it doesn't work, and you know when you make a step, so you have to make that step. So uh, something that we have, you know, deeply in common is is bleeding everything. Like there's no 50. percent. Like if I'm signed into a contract and this is it, I can't do you know just a little. And like I'm not great. I'm getting better with work life balance, but it's hard for me to just do just enough. It's like it's all of it. So. As, we, as I build out business and I do these things, and when it ends, it's kind of like, oh, I've leveraged all these relationships. I've done all this stuff. Even if it's bad, the best move, it's still really hard. So no longer rambling. I want Andrea <laughs> to share around um, you know, building this business situation, having it be your baby, building your heart piece, and this business is still in existence. Um, how is it now or like, what are some pieces moving forward, like carrying those lessons, carrying that experience, carrying all the good that you got from it and moving forward? How is it now? Uh, generally speaking,
0: (laughs) well, I, I mean, I think just kind of going to even get to make the decision to let go of something, um, that you love and that you really have poured your heart and soul into is not an easy process. Right. I mean, it wasn't like an overnight decision. This was a process that really took a long period of time. So it's a grieving process, to be honest. Sure. I, mean, I went through a lot of um, emotional up and downs in regards to it. I had a lot of, I had to weigh out all the options of what makes the most sense for all parties involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I also am not, I don't love the fight. Like, I'm not, yeah. I don't like to fight, and I feel like things should be, um, I'm in a place in my life where I feel like things really need to be streaming down like you yeah. need, everything needs to be going down yeah. like not up you don't want to be paddling up up a stream right you got to be going down the stream yeah and the moment that things start going upstream it's like you got to reevaluate yeah and um there are a lot of things that are worth fighting for and um it just depends on how far you want to fight right right and I think that um yeah letting something go is is really 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 challenging and um after letting it go and you get to kind of go through the grieving process and you get to kind of watch the curtains kind of unfold and, and then you're like, okay, that, you know, I'm kind of through on the other side. Yeah. Um, but there's still a, a, you know, a piece of me and a piece of my heart that is just like, wow, that was like a big piece of my life that is still like, it's like a death. Right. Yeah. So I remember it. I, um, but at the same time, it's better for, I don't know, myself to, to have moved forward and yeah. be on the other side of it. And it's, definitely been a a growing process for myself to still I mean I think I to some extent not necessarily grieving it it's just more of that was just just a wound yeah it's like a wound that was
1: there man that's like (laughs) yeah I don't want I think it's important to acknowledge that because you can't if you're honest you can't pretend you didn't care you can't pretend you didn't bleed it right and you didn't put everything in yeah and then to know that I would say this. I have to be careful with my own language of to know that it didn't work out doesn't mean it was a failure. No,
0: and I, do, and I would never – yeah, I definitely don't think it was a failure.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: And I don't find myself as a failure for letting go. For sure. Um, I think that it was the right thing to do. Um, and like I said on the other side of it, it's like, you know, this is best for all parties involved and yeah. I'm better off for myself. And, you know, freedom is another one of my um, – Values and it's like oh, okay. I have a sense of freedom from the chaos and from the anger and the uncomfort and the uncomfort. Like, it's for me that was also important,
1: yeah. So. Well, I think that, um, you know, when you're out of alignment, it is that uphill battle. And kind of what I was referencing, you know, it's like what I have to keep learning these lessons. Well, clearly, I, it, it's coming in, you need to learn it. So, it, I think it's great when you can kind of have like breakdown, breakthrough, let it be, and then recognize, well, of course, I'm out of alignment because I. I know at this point being as old as I am, like as bad as it is, it's holding me back from something that's better. And that always sounds really cliche, especially in the thick of it. It's like, okay, great. But that doesn't make me feel better at all. Right. Give it a little time. And then it's like, oh, okay. Like freedom, whatever it is, alignment starts to happen. And then, then when I think you get away and you kind of have that breath, or at least for me, I really realize how out of alignment things were for me or situations, even if I bled it it moves on even if it becomes more successful when I'm not there, which it never does. Um, it's, it, it. I know it wasn't my space and if at the end of the day I'm honest with myself and I care about impact, I'm not impactful in a situation I'm, you that's know, dim in the light. Um, so I think that was like a big piece that kind of helped me move forward in any situation that I saw move forward without me. Um, but as you said, I still think it's really important to reflect and say, this was important it is still kind of a wound or a scar and it prepares us for like whatever that next step is. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I would encourage anyone that's kind of in the mix of something where it is, whether it's, you know, job, divorce, kiddo, whatever. Um, almost to take some space. I would say. my suggestion would be take some space, really try and separate yourself from the situation even if you're currently in it to really dig into how you feel about it. And I think that provides some clarity and, in. in your authentic space. Even if you haven't done work, I think you can really just pull back and be like, "Oh, I yeah. actually am really not happy."
0: Yeah, I think a personal check-in is huge. I yeah. think it's listening to what your real self really is saying versus mm-hmm. avoiding it. That's yeah. a big piece for a lot of people. I think they avoid the the real talk. Yeah. What's really actually happening in there. Yeah. Um and again, I think we are really good as humans to create stories around and to make things seem a, a better. Let's let's find a better way yeah. or let's, you know, bypass all these flags, but I think that's the biggest piece of every single time I've gone through one of these shifts where it's been like I've let go of something. It's like that that feeling gets stronger and stronger and stronger inside of me. So when I have to make a decision, it's like it's a much easier check-in. It's not like I'm yeah. really trying to check, you know, is this really true? No, it's it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, you really have to pay attention to your inner
1: self. Totally. And, I mean, that is like truth as a frequency. It is whether you're on the woo side or the science side. I think that is like your gut and yeah. yourself like really yeah. telling you. Um Which is also hard and perfect. Listening to your gut? Yeah.
0: Well, I think there's a lot of fear. I think there's for a lot of people, there's a lot, obviously the fear of the unknown, what is on the other side of that. And because I have had a lot of let go moments in my life, I think each time it's, Each circumstance is so different, but each time it's like it gets a little bit easier. I know that I'll be fine. I know that I will land on my two feet. There's always something there, and I'm also a really great manifester. So I'm constantly manifesting what is next. What can I do next? I think that's part of the reason why I've never been so... I've never been fearful of having a job or if I don't have a job. Like what does that look like? It's like no, I'm the creator of my of all things for me. Yeah. And it is up to me to make that happen. And I think the moment that you start hitting that brick wall, it's like you're out of alignment. Yeah. When you can't find things that are flowing your way, you're you're hitting that wall because you're out of alignment. It's time to check back in.
1: Yeah. And the sooner you can recognize that, save yourself some time, money, energy, yeah. and tears. Don't fight it. Like, just, yeah, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just let it go. But I say this on a, almost every cast. My, like, super, like, smart, type A, resilient, you know, hardworking humans. I feel like we run through them wall the most. Because yeah. it's like, I will fix this. Yeah. I will make it right. I will. And it's really not about success or failure. It's more just, like, I think ingrained in our brains from society of, like, make it work. Find yeah, a heart-doers. way. Find the yes. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's unraveling that. That's why I tell Jen Kim, like, can you do this in high school? Like, this is skills that we need way, way earlier on. In life, yeah. yeah. That you can, um, you know, question a better way, blah, blah, blah. You know, when you're 19 versus like 36. However, on the flip side, I think timing is everything and it's something sure. you just need to learn down the road.
0: Well, and I, by any means, I would never say that I, I don't bypass these inner thoughts. Like I oh, will yeah. definitely still create stories. I mean, we all, again, we're human, right? Yeah. We still do that. But I do have my internal check system and my little honesty pops up and it's like, hey, are you really being honest <laughs> or Not and today, I, devil. And then yeah. I hear Jen came in the back of my, mind, Andrea.
1: Hey, it's a little cute self uh, <laughs> with the big ass smile beautiful yeah, teeth. Seriously, <laughs> oh Jen, shout out. Um, okay, and and this is minor segue, perfect around Jen. Um, the other reason I really appreciate Andrea is because she is science based, experience based, natural leader, and is gifted intuitively. Um, so I love my my mix of humans that kind of checks all these boxes. Even if either side is not super deep, it, it's this really like beautiful balancing that comes in. When anyone that's an athlete or um, someone that cares about wellness, you know the mental and the physical are equal parts. Um, So tell us a little bit about how like the intuition has played a game or played a game played a role in uh, your world, and if it's more or less important now as as time goes on.
0: I think it's more important now
1: than it was before
0: um but I think always even growing up I mean I grew up very in a woo-woo family I mean I oh had you do. oh that's an, right okay I had an aunt that um would use her pendulum on me at the age of like six years oh, old oh
1: okay I mean she would
0: check in and be like should you be taking this Advil or you know I'm not six years old I'm not taking Advil sorry
1: <laughs> and um, Advil's not paying so we're not <laughs> we're not giving them shout outs um, um yeah no shout outs to Advil and really I don't know if you should be taking Advil <laughs> we're drinking tequila yeah go to tequila and two uh, we got this
0: but you know I had at just a young age crystals were always in my mix and okay my mom was that weird at six no. or you, it was
1: normal because you were a kiddo
0: and I also just feel like it was norm you okay. know I grew up in a um, Catholic family as well so my dad was, is is very Catholic my grandparents very Catholic my mom I went to a Catholic school and oh, okay. again I was a Catholic school no wonder out. you're like I'm out okay <laughs> I did I dropped out of Catholic school here's where it all started really is sixth grade I said I'm not going back to Catholic school oh and so dad not happy because dad's like you need to go to Catholic school and my mom's like sure, honey, you want to drop out? That's fine. We'll go to public school, which was on in its own self, like a <laughs> holy crap from Catholic to a public school. But, um, so yeah, I knew at a very young age again, I think that, um, to some extent, I definitely think that I have an old soul in me and I've yeah. been around and I, um, kind of I'm a little wiser because of that. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but yeah, woo woo has always been in my mix. So I think that getting my hands on people, especially from a soft tissue therapy standpoint is, um, also another capability I have when it comes to um, intuitive. And I think that innately as a therapist working with a client, there's a lot of Therapy that happens, mental
1: therapy that happens. Huge.
0: We hold a lot in our body. um, And I think that as you start working on people's bodies, things start coming out and people start Mm -hmm. talking. And it just becomes this really, really sacred, safe space for people. Mm -hmm. And so you create a deeper relationship, not just on the level of um, working on someone's tissue and muscles. It's really like you get to know them on a whole nother level and they start to really trust you and you learn a lot more about them than probably some of their families now. (laughs) I'm thinking of a
1: certain story. We're going to jump right over that. Um, No, I completely agree. It's it's well, And there's so much trust there because as athlete, I mean, there's no way. And some of the athletes that people I competed with were, you know, nurses, doctors, and they had some background in anatomy, physiology, whatever. Um, but there's so much you don't know, and most of those modalities were completely new to me. So it's there's so much trust in it, like in my waist, and I don't have you know infinite budget as non-professional athlete to like right. pay for all this stuff, and nothing's inexpensive. However, worth every dollar. Um, So there's a lot, there is a lot of trust, and it's a lot of time and energy. And, I mean, it's literally physical. You are exercising muscles and motion, and it, it's painful, and you're talking. So, I, yeah, it like I feel like we did get even into, like, deep conversation while I was probably crying over my knee or something. I don't know. Um, I, I have HIPAA. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's, it's on record.
0: To, you know, it, it's funny because it's not that I forget, like, you and I are talking right now, and you're asking, like, oh, I'm sure we did, but if you were in my treatment room and on my table and I started yeah. working with you, those things I would remember. Yeah. But I don't typically like carry it out throughout, which is probably yeah. a good thing. I oh, don't for carry sure. it out of my room. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like there is this like energetic space that takes place in mm-hmm. a treatment room and there's a lot of practitioners out there that really create that safe space and it's like all things can happen in that room that yeah. really are, like, unraveling for clients on many levels.
1: Do you talk about that, like, as a competitive edge for your – I mean, I feel I always feel like the right – and every business human would hate hearing this, but I think the right comes thing comes in regardless of what – the work you do, marketing, PR, yeah. whatever, um, or reaching out. Do you think the right people find you, or you can be open and talk about, like, well, I have this side of – this is also what I bring to the table, no pun intended. Um,
0: I think it, it it comes up in conversation if it's – naturally kind of there. It's an organic okay. scenario. I don't promote that I have an intuitive side to me. I don't. It just naturally organically happens or unravels in the session.
1: Okay. Um
0: it's not that I I don't want to promote it. I just I think that it's the right kind of people that you know the synergistic will take place. The synergy will take place if it's meant yeah. to take place. Yeah. Um, I don't ever want to push someone or make them feel uncomfortable, um, in a place. And so I think that I do have a really, I've done this for most of my career is really attract the right people.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I put it out
0: there again, the man- manifestation side of me that I'm really good at manifesting. It's like, I want to manifest the right clients that really yeah. actually want to receive the kind of care that I have on every level, whatever that looks like. So yeah,
1: yeah I think that it's, um, yeah. Because it, I mean, it really is such a value add. And again, it's not something that I would like post about or write about, but I think it's such an awesome thing. Like, and if it speaks to somebody like me knowing that being like this person is really great at what they do and they've got an ability. So even if you can't communicate what's going wrong, they can lead you down the right path or however you package that, like, to me, as the customer that I am, or the consumer that I am, that is such an awesome. Right. It's like, oh shit, that's perfect. Like, how do I find that? Um, so I do. It's a weird. It would be a weird thing to me to kind of bring up as a marketing professional, but as a consumer, it's like jackpot if you can find someone that has both those that combination
0: yeah i think that there is a little bit of especially working in professional athletes with professional athletes and working for professional sports teams yeah um you know you kind of keep some things a little bit on the bay you don't want to be like hey i'm your (laughs)
1: i'm your witch (laughs) doctor coming in to
0: treat all of the denver broncos (laughs) and by the way we're gonna win the super Bowl. i was gonna say what happened this
1: past year yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: look alive um but i think that there is um I think it just organically happens. Okay.
1: Okay. So now that we've got experience, entrepreneurial spirits in full kick, um, move forward from business opportunity, update us now on where you're at and what's going on. So
0: I am now more on, right now I'm actually an employee for a health and wellness company in Denver um, called Resilience Code, which is all things infinite health. Everything that has to do with the body from the blood, the kinetic chain, human optimization mind, at its finest, human optimization. It's very functional medicine based all um, really about looking at preventative medicine, not necessarily looking at, you know, reactionary. So um, Dr. Pressmack is the founder of Resilience Code Neurosurgeon, as well as a functional medicine doctor, phenomenal doctor, phenomenal practitioner, and really just a phenomenal person.
1: I'm um, a cross alumni.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he created this to really bring health and wellness full circle and all in one location. So I currently am business development director there, um, or director of business development, I should say. Um, I am an employee. So this is the first time I've been an employee. Oh, yeah. okay. In, gosh, like, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years. I don't Does even know. Does that mess
1: with you, like, psychologically? Yeah, I
0: mean, I think there is a piece of me that I'm. It's a little. Like a little struggle. Because it's, a, it's a transit. Yeah. I've done it a couple
1: of times, yeah. and it's been phenomenal situations. But yeah. still, psycho- psychologically, it's a little bit binding for me.
0: Yeah, it's a little challenging in the sense of it's just different restrictions that I've never like. I just I've always been my own boss and my yeah. own parameters, and I'm the one that's you know built companies and, and taken them to a whole another levels. And I would say that I'm definitely in a role and, and in a helpful way for on the business side of things to 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 have that um, platform. Yeah. in resilience code. Um, But I originally started, and this is something I also do, is consult for health and wellness practices, right? I do consulting. Um, I'm, I really pride myself on systems and processes and really creating a structure for companies to grow. Right. And I think that um, those that are out there that are you know, brand new opening up businesses and have really no direction, that's really a great place to insert me. It's like yeah. I can come in and really help with that. So that's another like avenue for my um, entrepreneur is really consulting.
1: Well, and I think that's huge because again, so much of this conversation on health and wellness outside of the professional athlete situation Is emerging. And I think because of CrossFit, we are exposed to it a little bit early on, like 2010-ish for me. Um, Now, fast forward 10 years, parents want to feel good. People want to feel good. And KO Alliance started out really around sports, um, you know, spreading the gospel of fitness. It was very fitness niche specific. Now it's like everything because companies, you know, are caring about ambassadors and health and wellness and showing to work and feeling good and wanting to be there outside of trying to train for our professional game. So that audience has grown so much. So I love seeing it um, on a a macro level because I know the more humans take care of themselves, the better the world will be as a whole. So, you know, outside of, you know, scoring touchdowns and winning CrossFit games on the macro level, we're actually making the world a better place. And I do think it starts with like these not little, but little big things. Uh, taking care of yourself, feeling better, checking in mentally, getting in alignment. Um, and unfortunately, these still really are new conversations. Yeah. Um, so if you're exposed to it and you have opportunity to jump into some of these situations on a small level, fascial stretching, and then that goes to, you know, sleeping better, or values with Gen K or what have you. I think it's such a huge trickle effect, like the way your aunt and the pendulum, like you were kind of exposed to the early. Now kiddos are seeing this because their parents are seeing it earlier, and it just starts to spread. Um, so I think it's awesome that companies are coming to you saying, how do we do this? Because you did it, you know, <laughs> beating your head through the wall, literally like figuring it out step one way before it was a thing. Yeah. And now you're exposed to it and you can help streamline process. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: yeah. So call Andrea. She'll save you a lot of I, time. I, I, I kind of like, it. yeah, there's just,
0: yeah, I'll come, just call me. I'll save you. <laughs> that,
1: that being said, as a consultant, um, this is where we get good at picking out like, Okay can I actually be helpful for you? Is this mutually beneficial? Yeah, and,
0: and that's important. Right? Yeah. Oh, are absolutely. you in alignment with the company? Is it actually totally. make sense? Is it, it's not, you have to be very picky. I'm very picky with yeah. who I, especially now, just knowing my gift and knowing what I have to offer and really how I can help elevate a company yeah. on many levels. I Jen K calls it, another Jen K shout out, but she calls it my fairy dust. It's like, oh, not only okay. do I come in and actually provide the information or provide it, that I have, I it, you get me. Which yeah. is huge, and I think there's. Why I say that? I just suited my own heart.
1: No, go. With, I said earlier, I'm like, once I leave, it's not the same. But yeah, and that's it, the truth. It's like, It changes. I mean, yeah,
0: I think that our, you know, because I I do go all in, just like you said, you mm-hmm. do too, and you bleed, you give it all. And if I yeah. if I choose a project to take on, it's like my whole heart is going to go into this project because yeah. I want, I must obviously believe in it, and I want to help make it that much better.
1: Yeah. So, and I've heard people be like, well, you know, balance to that. Like you only get paid 100%, don't do, 100%, don't do 110%. But in retrospect, I really don't have any regret no. like giving whatever I had to give at the time because I absolutely think the lessons are mutually beneficial. It's great for them, great, great for them, great for me. Um, and knowing, like I almost, I don't even want to develop the practice of like having boundaries within that for better or for worse, you know, even if I'm bleeding energy and exhausted, and whatever. I'd rather give the 100, learn from it, recoup go on to the next thing and be able to reflect and like knowing myself at that hundred percent. Yeah. And even if it rips your heart out, because <laughs> it, it will. Um, but I don't think there, I don't know that there can be middle ground there.
0: No. And I don't, I don't know that I would have regret either. I feel like, I mean, who we are as people is to give, but yeah. I mean, is I, I could, there's no way I could be like, Oh shoot, I'm just going to get 50% today.
1: Right. Right. I mean, if, I think that. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just can't do it. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just get some adrenal fatigue pills. You'll be all right. Um, <laughs> and tequila. Yeah, and tequila. No, seriously, that balance is real. I think you. I mean, again, it's just the balance. One hundred percent still can be. It doesn't okay. have to be like a bleeding hundred percent. It could be one hundred percent, like enjoying it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do you think that? Do you know what, like your potential next steps would be like what would be ideal world moving forward, or is this it? Which is no, exciting. I no,
0: I think that. I don't know. That's a great question. Okay. I, I mean, that you, there doesn't have to be an answer. I'm just No, curious. I think the consulting piece, I'd love to have that just be a little bit more of a front facing aspect of my life. But yeah. I also, I mean, I, I really do. I do enjoy working for resilience code right now. And I really yeah. believe in their mission and what they have, um, to really like show for people. I think that if people really could understand what preventative medicine really is and I think our longevity would be that much better. So Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now. I do feel that um, my consulting side of things could be of benefit. So that is a focus at some point, like a much more focus.
1: Yeah. Well, I think um, when you peel back and going back to Jen K's kind of like situation of knowing your value, knowing what you bring to the table – absolutely think that's critical that we know that first. So then when you present to said client, they fully understand it because it's coming from authentic right. space. Yeah. Um, and then being able to pick out clients that aren't a fit because again, regardless of paycheck, we all only have so much time and energy to put out there. And if something isn't a fit, it's less impactful on our end and doesn't present well for the long term So there's, there's a filter there. Um, but I think almost being a little bit less calculated in the pursuit, which again kind of works against everything we've ever been taught, to like take care of self, let the right things come in, pull back, uh, take time to look at you know maybe what didn't work and why it didn't work. And if it keeps happening, then there's pattern, then we know there has to be a change. Um, but pulling all the good from what you can and then really just working on being open for the next right thing, even if you have no idea what it is. Which yeah. is often in my life, honestly. <laughs> I don't know I if you think identify. Being an that. Idol.
0: I think an yeah. idol mode, kind yeah. of a neutral position is and oh, it's it I'll be honest, so it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, I'm like there is I mean I do some to some extent, as much as I love working and being an employee and doing all that, I still feel a little bit in this neutral zone of like Okay. I mean, I have a lot to offer and cool. it's like, you know, yes, I'm I, I love what I'm doing, but I know that there's something more, you know, for myself and, but I'm really just, again, like you said, just trying to be open and just allowing, you know, things to come in, but it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Neutral zone is uncomfortable.
1: Well, we get used to at like having training a ton, tons of work, tons of this. And it's kind of a hundred, maybe I'm speaking for myself, but a hundred miles an hour all the time. And I know that's not sustainable and I keep learning learning that but it, it, that is kind of like the comfortable space. Yeah. Whether it's where I thrive or it's avoidance or however it's labeled, it's it's hard to pull back and kind of be still. Right. Um, although I've, I've gotten better at it. <laughs> I don't know if I have. On days. I, really I like, you don't I like think to feel so. Let's have a well yeah. <laughs> cheers, <laughs> well, to well, to feel cheers to stillness-ish <laughs> to kind of kind of uh, being still and letting good things come in. I don't know, I think it's just this constant balance and and those check-in points Even after many of these, like, breakdown breakthroughs or whatever they are. Yeah. um, It's really critical. Uh, Do you apply any of this skill set now to new marriage?
0: Which part? What skill set? I mean, just, like,
1: like, pulling away, like, this doesn't, doesn't work, or maybe taking space and thinking about it. Yeah, I think
0: I, I mean, I'm Luke and I are very much in alignment. He is literally my, my plug. Like I yeah. plug into Luke. He is oh, so okay. grounded. He is literally like my, like he's my safe space. Like I
1: can't oh, wait to put relationship in. Like, goals. Okay. Yeah, that's so like beautiful.
0: I, so I think that, I mean, he may have a hard time with my energy because I'm like,
1: woo, let's go, let's get after it. Yeah, let's go, let's go. build Listen, thing. you're on a 42, I need you to one. Yeah. And
0: he's, uh, you know, he's out there fly fishing and loving life and yeah. I'm like, hey, can you come home and I can plug in because I really need to plug in. And it's like, I think about it as my iRobot, which by the way is named yeah. Randy. That's and right. I get the little notifications that, Randy is completed and he's at home. And I'm like, that's like me. I'm, I'm going to go home to Luke. Dude, that's so awesome. <laughs> and I'm going to plug in. Uh, uh, so I've, I, yeah, you know, I, I mean, of course we have normal relationship things, but yeah. Um, I think that I just, in general, am much more in alignment with myself, so I chose a partner that is that, and I, and um, we're very much in alignment with one another, and I, yeah, I mean, I have an amazing guy in my life.
1: Yay, oh, I love it. You him. light up right now, and that's know, awesome. Also, <laughs> well, the, and the reason I kind of ask, like, in a roundabout way is because, because I think the more you take care, and I'm sitting here as a single female, let be know, but the more you take care of yourself... Like, the, number one, it attracts the right person, but then you can be the best partner. You can yeah. be, whether it's, pers- like, a uh, relationship or business or whatever, like, take care of yourself, and then you present yourself the best in any of these situations. Definitely. Uh, and as I said, business really is relationships. It's right. really not that complicated thing the end of the day. Relationships are complicated, but the understanding that it is a relationship isn't complicated. Yeah. Um, okay. What know, you're on the spot. No, no. I mean, what would you just say? Uh, we'll keep it light. To anyone that's kind of out there with with all your experience, you know, being an entrepreneur, being a rule breaker, or, or entering into graceful disruption very early. Um, what are your words of advice to people out there? Maybe it's someone that's opening a business or wanting to leave school or anything like someone stepping out of the norm.
0: Um, I definitely think one is. Listen to that gut, listen to that voice. I think that a lot of people have a lot of opinions. Yeah. Especially when you're taking chances, people around you, family, friends, they want to, you know, have an opinion. And I think you really need to weigh out, you know, is that opinion really important? And I think be mindful of who you share things with. Really know that the person has your back and they're super supportive. Um, But I mean, go for it. What do you have to lose? And ask yourself that question what is the worst thing that could happen if I, you know, I mean, I again, like, you got to take the chance, right? So, yeah. I what's the worst thing that could happen with prole therapy? I closed it. Yeah. And yeah, did that suck? Sure, but I took a chance, and I would have regretted not taking that chance. And yeah. it also had, a, I mean, it it drove me. I mean, it gave. So if it's if something's driving you and it's really giving you passion and it's really making you feel good inside,
1: go for it. Yeah. That's I heard really simply the other day, like lean into the joy, and as yeah. simple as that is, it really is like clinging to those like really moments where you're like. I love this. Or yeah. this is so awesome, or whatever it is. um and those simple things really are so huge. yeah, it sucks that I think so many experiences and so many things and lessons and all this to like kind of get back to what you already innately know right um worth all those things, but it's it's a lot to get back to, but I think that is kind of the baseline,
0: yeah, and I think the other thing is is that people think that they their path has to have a certain route, right? You yeah, have right. to go from point a to get to point B to point B to get C, and I'm like a true, you know visual of that that's not really i mean shoot i mean i dropped out of high school my dad was like you're going to be living on the streets andrea and now i'm extremely successful and 42 years old i've opened up four different businesses
1: yeah
0: and i didn't go to high school or i didn't graduate i didn't go to a four-year college you're right and i and now my dad's like wow you know like (laughs) you don't have to have a traditional route to get to where you're going you just have to
1: keep pushing through and persevering one doing that self-check-in there's um I can't remember who said it, but it's on my one of my tea bags. Uh, there's pleasure in the pathless woods. <laughs> We're deep here, y'all. Um, I love it so much because every time I think of it, I'm like, just the idea of walking on the path makes me feel suffocated. Like thinking, like here's this all yeah. this wood and, woods an opportunity, but like here's your road. I'd be like, oh no, way. I'm gonna
0: go like, to the left. Yeah, well, we already know where that
1: goes. Yeah. I'm gonna go see what's yeah, over yeah. here. Totally. If, if it takes me two hours, just wait longer. Like whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I think that's so huge. Uh, Do you think along the way you surrounded yourself around people like that? Like, I'm never surprised that I have people like you in my world because I think that, you know, we have common values, we have common, you know, energies and, and these things and like sports and, and that kind of stuff has always been a filter for me. Do you think you have, you were blessed to have people like you around you or you sought them out or? Yeah. And I think the
0: more in alignment I was, the more in alignment the people around me were. Yeah. So I was in alignment, and, you know, I think like attracts like, and I we are all energetic magnets. And so I think that I would attract those kinds of people in my life that were super supportive and also...
1: (laughs) Okay. Hey, dogs are here. Um, I would agree with that, and I think it's also a note if you kind of look up and you see humans around you, are like, why am I around you? And this is something I kind of experienced literally last year where I'm like, you know, I haven't seen my really good friends in a while. And I've I've got certain humans in my life, whether it's work or whatever, excuses... This really feels out of alignment. Didn't fully see it until I was fully out of it. Um, but I do think that's a phenomenal indicator. Like, if you're wondering, look at the people around you. Yeah. And it's like, if you – are, these are, like, your homies that you actually hang out with or you have to hang out with them. I don't know. I just think that's a – it's a superficial check-in, but that's it's a check-in. very – Yeah, it's a good intel mm-hmm. of, like, what's actually going on right I now. Agree. Um, okay. Any other words of advice to young entrepreneur and else questioning a better way?
0: Um, don't be afraid to let go.
1: Yeah. I, I think that, that
0: – um, Again, I think we all have a lot of fear behind letting go of something. But if you really, truly believe that you'd be
1: better on the other side, I mean, you got to put yourself first. Do it. And one point I'd I'd counter to that, not counter, I'd compliment to that. um, Recognize it when you're holding on. It took some things I had to realize I was holding on to way more than I actually thought that I was. And I couldn't let go until like, I fully understood that I was hanging on to it. Um, so it's 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 definitely both sides of those. And that I think might just be more person my personality, like, I'm not, I'm fine. That's not a thing. No, I'm like, oh, then once I get it, I'm okay with letting go. But right. like it's kind of the other side of the process, which is a whole other uh probably a podcast. Um, but I, that again, that little life skill set is, is hard, but it's like the one that kind of Continuously represents itself and is really important. Yeah. Business, personal, whatever. Very much so. Um. Okay. So Andrea, where where do we find you at this point? Social. Uh, do you oh want like to share resilience code? Okay. No, you, don't, you don't, you don't okay. have to share either. No resilience code. You can definitely find me at resilience code. Um, Are they? In, what's their um, Instagram? I think it's resilience code. I think so too. Yeah. I should know this. Yeah, you can definitely find okay. me at resilience code. Um, do you want to share yours? Yeah, but I, I don't you don't know. have to. I mean, you guys Some
0: people should, don't. If you really want to follow me, friend me, you would also send me a message. No, I, I actually have a... Slide
1: in the DMs here. <laughs> Y'all heard it first. I Go have, ahead. Go ahead.
0: I, I mean, I have a private account. I've never been one to, you know, be... That's another piece of my life, I guess, and I and I think that this brand beautiful person over here would be I like, your, you know, come on, like start showing yourself more, but um, I've just never been one to just that vocal about who I am hey. but
1: um uh, i Andrea Beaver 19 hey N-E-V-E-R. sorry Cleo's announced herself we see you girlfriend yeah um we it, it's so funny because all again this is why I started the podcast quite literally the humans that are out there doing their influencer thing and putting everything on blast god bless that's fine and some of the a lot of the great humans I know aren't about it at all and they have yeah. the messages that should be shared the most so this is why I'm like, yo, come over. Okay, we're recording. Let's do this. <laughs> um, because I do think these messages, your experience, all the value you bring, everything is so incredibly inspiring, genuine, genuinely genuinely influential. Um, and it's almost yeah, – not better, but it's almost more impacting when you're not putting it on blast. It's like when people yell at you, you kind of move away, and then you whisper and they lean in. Um, I think it's it's – It's awesome. And so many of my humans like you are like, I'm not an influencer. I'm not doing this. And I'm like, okay, just come do a podcast. (laughs) Let's just talk about it for an hour and then I'll let you go. Um, And I also think that at some point Instagram and everything, the overexposure is going to become taboo. And keep in mind I'm a marketing professional. This is what I slang. So I'm just keeping it 100. Uh, But there's other ways to like connect manifesting and doing stuff the right Definitely.
0: way. I think so, at one point I'll have a consulting website. I just don't have it. Now.
1: Okay. Well, I think that, I mean, if you're listening, and you're opening up a fitness and wellness situation, please reach out to Andrea, even for just an initial conversation. I think it's worth its weight in gold because this is such new territory. Um, it would be like for me for social media or like personal brand consultation, like have a conversation, even if it's not worth any of us, either of us, we talk to somebody because it's new space. And if agency or somebody big is trying to sell you a big package, Talk to someone you know, because yeah, I, <laughs> I, pr- I promise you it's rocky territory out there. And um, this isn't tried and true stuff that's been around for a million years. So you need good people in your corner. Um, check out Andrea. Thanks. Any final words you want to share with the world before you can go back to not influence yourself? Have you Have courage to let go, man. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. Um, thank you. Please check her out. Check out Resilience Code. Uh, I'm excited to see what's next. And if you can't find Andrea, look at me, and then I'll connect you guys if the consulting situation pops up. I have a feeling that will. Or just (laughs) be careful. (laughs) (laughs) We're embracing it now, but we're going with it. Uh, Um, But seek her out. I appreciate you. I really can't wait to see what's next. Yeah. Uh, Maybe in like six months to a year, we'll do another one. All right. And recheck in. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, babe.